Welcome to the Core Women Podcast, the place for women entrepreneurs, authors, and self-starters looking to build community and gain valuable insights through expert interviews with women at the top of their game. Join your host, podcaster, producer, expert coach, entrepreneur, and author, Dr. Summer Watson, as she aims to inspire and empower you through these candid conversations. Lean in and embrace the journey. It's time to start the show. Here's your host, Dr. Summer Watson. Today on the show, I'd like to welcome Diane DeResta, who is a certified speaking professional, is the founder and CEO of DeResta Communications, Inc., a New York City consulting company that serves business leaders who deliver high-stakes presentations, whether one-to-one, in front of a crowd, or from an electric platform, electronic platform. Diane is also the author of Knockout Presentations, How to Deliver Your Message with Power, Punch, and Pizzazz, which is an Amazon.com category bestseller and is someone that has spoken on four continents. We have so much to talk about today, Diane. So let's just jump right into this and welcome Thank you. And let me say, I appreciate the Freudian slip because you (laughs) want to be electric, especially if you're on an electronic platform. So let's start right there because when you're on any kind of virtual platform, it's an energy drain, same thing with TV. And so you have to really up your energy and really be electrifying. So thank you for that. (laughs) I like that Freudian slip. You're talking to a psychologist. So that was a good one. So my first question, let's talk a bit about your history, where you grew up and how your journey developed and how your experiences supported the development of your skills, dreams, and your goals. Well, I didn't dream of being a speaker and speech coach. My first ambition was to be an English teacher because that was my favorite subject. But I'll tell you my journey. I come from a military family. And I think that's such an asset because at a young age, we were traveling every three years. I'd have to pick up and make new friends and adapt. So it made me very adaptable. But I also lived in Germany twice as a young girl. And it really piqued my curiosity and built a a tolerance and interest in foreign cultures. So I have been so grateful for that. And uh, so we started there. I'm originally from New York. Brooklyn, New York. I've been there most of my life. And I went, my first career was as a speech pathologist. I went to Columbia University, got my master's and worked in the school system for about eight years, where I worked with children who had speech and language disorders, realized there was no career path there left. And my first job was doing stand-up presentations, just coincidental. And that was my foray into business. Then I went into the investment banking arena, I was doing management training at Solomon Brothers. And my last full-time job, I was an assistant vice president at Drexel Burnham. And what I did is I recruited MBAs for the trading floor, and then we would put it together. Here's what I realized in that time. I loved the pace. I loved the money. I loved what I was doing. I did not like the culture of Wall Street. It was just not me. I came from a helping profession. And so I left in search of another job in a different industry. So I was looking for a training manager position. Within that time, I was freelancing because I had to support myself. And so I would learn how to do someone's sales training. I'd learn to do someone's outplacement. And then two years later, I was offered a job 
as a training manager and I turned it down because my heart wasn't in it. I realized I liked what I was doing. I didn't have the confidence to think I could be in business for myself. So I just kept chugging along. And at a certain point, Summer, what I realized is I don't want to freelance on everybody else's programs. I want to do my own. I want to be an expert. And so today that's narrowed to presentation, interpersonal communication, and media training. And the way I show up is through speaking on a stage, workshops and seminars, executive speech coaching, And I also wrote a book called Knockout Presentations, which is in its third edition. Now, when I look back in time, what I see are some little hints or themes. One of the things that I did as a young person is I would correct people's speech. Didn't make me popular, but I all, (laughs) my, uh, my ear was always attuned and I would tell people that's not how you say that. And I would correct them. (laughs) And the other uh, hint was that because I grew up on military bases where most people are from the South and Midwest, I did not develop a Brooklyn accent. So when I came back to New York, people said, well, you don't have a Brooklyn accent. You don't sound like a, a real New Yorker. And that served me well because people thought I was very clear and not regional, although you can tell I'm from the Eastern region. And I would get chosen for certain things like being the moderator at a, a school event. So you know, I've always been involved in some way in speech and communication. Well, I love that development of your journey and how it led you to where you are today. That is so fascinating. Being a military spouse for 21 years, I can also relate to you um, jumping from place to place, you jumping from school to school. So Mm -hmm. it is very interesting and how you fit in and how you adapted accordingly. And so you also were able, maybe by that experience, to look at your professional experience and think, you know what, I can do this. I can take this leap. And this is where my passion is and go into that entrepreneurial journey. So bravo to you. That is why I feel such a connection to you like from the moment we met. And also I counted, I went to eight elementary schools. So when people would say, Oh, you know, my kid is getting upset because they're changing schools or going to high school or junior high. It's like, I have no sympathy. I can't relate to that. (laughs) And you know what? I was always the new girl in school. It seemed like I was always changing schools, but I, who to like that in a way yeah. <laughs> it was a little bit different. Yes. So um... yeah, that was my problem, Diane, when I returned to the States and we jumped around so many times every three to four years, now that my husband's retired and we're situated, I'm like, Oh, is it time to go? Is it time yeah. to go? Is it time to move? So well, see, it's different. My sister had that. She actually then joined the air force. So my father was a Lieutenant Colonel in the army. She was Lieutenant Colonel in the air force and she was constantly moving constantly. She, you know, couldn't root. I'm the opposite. I've been in a place way too long. You know, I really need to start to think about relocating, but uh, so we went the opposite way, right? Just happened that way. Well, I love your journey. So I want you to tell us a bit about your expertise as a certified speaking professional a designation held by less than 12% of speakers nationwide, as well as a certified virtual presenter and how you support others wanting to develop their speaking skills. All right. So CSP, Certified Speaking Professional, is a designation from National Speakers Association. I'm a longtime member. I was a president of the New York chapter 
and it's intense. You have to ha- record presentations over 10 years, who the clients were, how much you made, et cetera. And then they have to fill out a survey on you. Then you have to submit a lot, a video of you presenting live and then they critique it. So it is a lot. And that's why most people don't even go for the process. When the pandemic hit, I said, oh, I better get my skills up to, to date. And so I went for certification and training as a certified virtual presenter and thought that was really a, an important designation for me to have. And the way I serve people is people come to me for a number of reasons, but I'd say it's two categories, mostly confidence. The other is not knowing how to put their message together. So I work with them on confidence and clarity. And when you combine those, that's when you have charisma. And I say that because I just started a clubhouse room called Confidence Clarity Charisma, which meets on Fridays at 11 Eastern. But I... Um, I either speak to groups from a stage or I will be working with a team. So somebody might say, oh, you know, our team has to present. They don't do it well. They're, they're nervous. And I go in and I can do anything from one to two days. Sometimes with virtual, it's two hours plus. So whatever the client needs and what their situation is, it's all customized, but people leave and they feel a lot more confident. They have the tools and the skills. So I work on two levels always, mindset and skill set. And I try to make things as simple as possible. So the first thing we work on is getting people confident. And here's a message that I give everybody, whether it's a large audience or one person. If you're nervous, you're self-centered because it's all about me, myself, and I. So what you need to do is get over yourself and put your focus where it belongs on the audience. How can you make them comfortable? How can you say this simply? How can you inspire them? And you know what's interesting? I remember saying that one time, and then at the end, we asked, well, what were the takeaways? And someone said, that really helped. So I continue to say that because people need to hear that message. So We all get nervous, but take the focus off of you. So that's the first thing. So we look at what are the limiting beliefs and then we reframe them. The second thing is skill set, because you can be confident, but you may not have the skills because someone once said to me, Diane, really, it's about confidence, right? And I said, no, because there are people who bloviate and have no fear and they're boring their audience. So then we work on a skill level. Gotcha. I love that. I love that you point out your three pillars, confidence, clarity, charisma, uh, that it's mindset, that it's a formula Mm -hmm. and take it off of yourself. And that is something that many of us, I think, forget that it isn't about me. It's really what you're giving them, the audience and the value and what they can take away and use. And so I think that's so valuable and something definitely to keep in your presentations, because that's a reminder we all need. That's something that I should write sometimes down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's another aspect to that. A lot of times people feel they're not good enough. So for example, if you're at an entry level or even a emerging leader, and now you're presenting to senior management. Now, people are terrified. So I talk about the shifting balance of power. And I say to them straight out, you are a VIP, a very important person, because you have knowledge that senior manager doesn't have. I don't care if it's scheduling. You, You have something they need. And 
if they didn't need it, you would not be at that meeting. So own your power. And at the time that you're presenting what you know, and they don't, the balance of power shifts, you're in the power spot, and you need to own that. And that seems to have helped people that, oh, I do have a right to be here. Oh, I do have power. Don't give all that power away. Oh, Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so good. I'm snapping my fingers, folks. As yes, absolutely. Such <laughs> great snaps tips. up. Snap, snap, snap. <laughs> so can you tell the listeners a bit about your blog, knockout presentations, which made the top 50 public speaking blogs and your LinkedIn course, Speaking Confidently and Effectively, which ranked number five on the top 20 most popular courses on LinkedIn? Tell us about those things. Well, I've been writing a blog for a while. I used to do it more often. Now it ends up being something like once a month. But in 2015, I was rated one of the top 50 public speaking blogs, I think by FeedBurner. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I think that's who it was. And I was thrilled. And I, you know, people who get my e-zine will always get an article, a video, tips, etc. And then this year... I had an audio course called Speaking Confidently and Effectively, which was on LinkedIn Learning. So for those of you who don't know when you're on LinkedIn, LinkedIn Learning is now in the training and development business. And so if you go to that icon, there are a lot of courses that you can choose from. And I was really shocked when I found out not only did it make the top 20, but it was ranked number five. And it's especially interesting because every other course was a video course. This was the only audio course and it's 30 minutes. And so I, in fact, I just got something from somebody today saying I enjoyed your course. I believe the reason it made such high ranking is that number one, because of the title, people Mm -hmm. want to be able to speak confidently, effectively, but it's all tips, practical information. It's not theory. It's not a lot of storytelling. There's some stories, but it's tips you can use. Right. And people feel like they've gotten a lot of value. And I'm, I'm really honored and thrilled that that's the case and it's brought me business. So I'm, I'm very happy. Fabulous. I love it when you can actually watch or listen to a presentation and walk away and be able to apply practical tips. That is so valuable. Well, you know, that's become my brand. And I didn't even know that it was my brand until years ago, this human resource person who was thinking of hiring me spoke to me and she said, you know, I can't say I've never heard that before, but not exactly in that way. You gave them practical tips they can use immediately. I thought, oh, and that has become my brand because that is how I speak. Yeah, I <laughs> so, think that's fabulous. Yeah. I think that is wonderful. So let's talk about your book, Knockout Presentations, How to Deliver Your Message with Power Punch and Pizzazz, which is already an Amazon category bestseller. So tell us a little bit about the book as well. Well, it took me 15 months to write because I'm not a professional writer, but it was my body of work. And that was one of my goals, life goals. I always wanted to write a book. I thought it was going to be a novel. Uh, now I know it will never be because I, you know, I'm not a fiction writer. And, uh, but it, it was really a, a great exercise. And I changed publishers. I'd been with one publisher for a while. They went out of business. It was an independent press. And then I came together with Morgan James and they, they got it into the bookstores and uh, did a great job with it. Love the, the new cover. And it's everything, as I said, from soup to nuts, 
it has such a wide breadth summer because it was used as a textbook in some colleges mm. and it's been read in the C-suite. I had one C-level executive say, I took a yellow highlighter and I read it on the plane and I was highlighting all these areas. And I think the reason it's been successful is because it is just that it's practical at the back of each chapter, there are do's and don'ts and checklists. So you don't even have to read every word. And it has a section on question and answer control and difficult audiences. It has two chapters on organization, how to structure it, uh, tips on a whole chapter on overcoming fear and being confident. So yeah, how to set the stage. There's so many things that are valuable that all you have to do is pick up the book. So I always say it's the next best thing to being there because I wrote it like a seminar in a book. It's as if I'm standing there and speaking to you. The only difference is you can't see me and I'm not going to be coaching you as you go along. Right. And what I gather just based on your description that the first word that came to mind when you said there's check boxes and questionnaires in the back and questions interactive. So it's something you can engage in. And then it's also, I'm going to date myself here, a bit of a cliff note in the back end of each chapter, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is nice. So, and if those of you, for those of you that don't know what cliff notes are, they're just abbreviated notes based on that chapter. So, (laughs) (laughs) so anyway, the next and final question I have, and your book sounds fabulous. So folks go and pick it up at just order it on Amazon. So the last question I have for you is if you were to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom, what would they be? I like to tell people that gifted speakers are born, but effective speakers are made. Anybody can be an effective speaker. This is a leadership skill. It's a basic communication skill. You can no longer avoid it. You must be able to present yourself because there's so many situations. Even social media won't let you off the hook because you're you're speaking and doing videos. So gifted speakers are born. Effective speakers are made. You can do this. Oh, bravo. Thank you, Diane, for joining me on the Core Women podcast today. And you can connect with Diane DeResta by following her on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and at DeResta.com. And you can find her book, Knockout Presentations, How to Deliver Your Message with Power Punch and Pizzazz on Amazon. Thank you for joining us on the Core Women Podcast with Dr. Summer Watson. We're so glad you're here and would love to connect more with you. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Core Women and on Twitter at Core Women One. For more about Core Women and Dr. Watson, visit corewomen.com. Want more support and resources for amazing women like you? Great. Join Dr. Watson and Jen Fontanilla at the Life, Love, and Money Collective, a Core Women production that aids in understanding the key traits that might be getting in the way of living a life that you are absolutely passionate about. Connect with Summer and Jen and find out more at thelifeloveandmoney.com.